0: Well, welcome, welcome, everybody, to another Discover Headless Tech interview by HeadlessCreator.com. I am Marcelo Lewin, the Headless Creator. As always, there's my email address, Marcelo at HeadlessCreator.com. Get a hold of me anytime, questions, comments, ideas for other episodes. You want to be interviewed, send me an email. I'll get you on the podcast. Um, Today's conversation is going to be all about the Atomic Design System. So we're gonna talk about what is that and how does that relate to a headless CMS and specifically to content modeling and content types. So we're, we're gonna talk all about that. And my guest that's gonna enlighten us on that topic is Juan Manuel Flucha. He's a CTO or the CTO at Rain, And we're gonna learn more about him in just a minute. But as always, you guys know how this works. I'm gonna tell you really quick about HeadlessCreator.com. Go get your free account. For those of you that are listening on audio, obviously you can't see it. Just go to HeadlessCreator.com, click on sign up. You'll have your free account. You'll have access to this uh, episode on demand after we're done with the live version. But you're going to have access to a whole bunch of other stuff, including a lot of courses. So um, you have access to content modeling weekly. I have a lot of Headless CMS courses, many more coming up. Um, Discover Headless Tech uh, course, which is this one that also does the podcast. Um, You'll learn a lot of stuff. We have a lot of stuff coming up on Jamstack. Um, Just sign up, get it. It's 100% free. Thank you to all the sponsors that sponsor my site. I really appreciate your support. So, all right. uh, That's it for the marketing. No more marketing. Just please go get your free account at headlesscreator.com. For those of you that already have an account, thank you so much. I really appreciate you uh, having the, uh, account with us. So, uh, with that said, um, I do, I do want to remind you that the on-demand version will be available in about an hour after we're done. It'll be available on my site and also on Apple podcasts for the audio version. So that's that. And then the final thing I want to remind you about is we have a chat type in your questions there. I'll ask Juan Manuel, um, those questions as we have the conversation. So having said that I'm gonna bring in Juan Manuel. One, yes. Hi, there we go. How are you? There. How are you? Nice uh, to ah. see you. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you very much
1: for coming here. Um, yes, um, yep, I'm very happy to be back here and with this new, you know, like live format. So
0: it's great. Yeah. yeah. And the reason it's uh, back is because you were in my uh, original podcast uh, over a year ago that I had. And we sp- spoke uh, similar, but it wasn't about how it related to headless CMSs. Today, we're going to be talking about the atomic design system and how do we how do we use that for content modeling. But we'll get that uh, we'll get to that in just a minute. Before we get started, give me a little bit of your background uh, so we learn a little bit more about you.
1: Yeah. So, well, I'm I'm CTO and co-founder at Rain. Um, well, I, I graduated from like engineering school. I became like passionate about computers when i was like kid you know like growing up with atari and video games consoles i guess that led me to discover like programming languages like basic at the age of like eight to ten something like that um, then in like the mid 90s uh, when internet connection were like accessible i started to like uh, learning html like javascript and created like first websites um, but i guess like my career as a developer really began when I learned ActionScript and Flash like in the early 2000s. Oh boy, um, Flash, that yeah. brings
0: back memories.
1: <clears throat> yeah, that, that was a big deal for me. And I think, well, I think Flash, you know, really defined what we know as today, like the, the modern web. So yeah, it was great times.
0: Right, right. The only problem with Flash was it was uh, horrible for SEO, but. Otherwise, you could you could do a lot of stuff that you couldn't do with HTML, right? Yes, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, what Atari did you play with? I have the twenty six hundred. Which which one did you have? Um, well, I had the
1: Atari seven thousand six hundred.
0: I think it was. Okay, the... so you were you were a little bit more, yeah, because you're younger than me. So I'm, I'm yeah, definitely yeah. older than you. So I, I started with the Atari twenty six hundred, playing pong and uh, space invaders and. All
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, you know, I grew up with all, you know, the generations of the, you know, Atari yeah. consoles and. and sure. everything. I, I'm still a gamer, so what? Yeah. What was your first computer? Um, it was an XT, 1899. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah uh, was, uh,
0: like... a compatible, probably Yeah. IBM. Yeah, the IBM. Yeah, yeah. yeah, IBM, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Ooh, that, that's a, I think it was an 8086 processor back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. That brings back a lot of memories. So now you're the CTO of rain So real quick, uh, uh, a quick summary of what is rain What do you guys do?
1: So, well, we're we like a software development company. We're based in Chile and, and we design and, you know, cheap digital products for big companies using nowadays like headless technologies like Contentful, Elastic Path, go we're focused on e-commerce, and, yeah, on yeah, discovery sites, and, and we do everything in-house. In yeah.
0: So you mentioned you're in Chile, uh, South in America, Chile, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so obviously, for those of you that don't know, actually, I'm actually from Argentina and I have a Spanish version of this podcast, too, which you can listen to. Maybe we'll get Juan Manuel to come back uh for the spanish version we'll do we'll do another episode but how is um like jamstack in chile is is it being adopted and also how is headless cms are they adopting uh that technology or yes like you know like nowadays
1: like um every company it's a digital you know company so um so, and, and, they, and we're living like a transition time, like where lots of companies like, you know, are having like specific pains with their current solutions, like ba- based on like monolithic architectures, especially on the on e-commerce the side. Um, so we are helping them, you know, to, to be more focused on the customer experience so they can provide like better digital experience to their clients. So I think nowadays, you know, more and more companies are, you know, realizing that, um, as I said, like, especially in the retail, you know, industry, e-commerce, and uh, they are having hard times to delivering the quality digital experiences. And, um, you know, they're using Magento, you know, Salesforce, Vitex, etc. And and we are, like, helping them to decouple the front ends or, you know, building from scratch, you know, uh, headless, headless solutions, yeah.
0: So it's following the trend of the rest of the world. US, Europe, APAC, uh, Latin America is pretty much following that trend. With Yes, access, yes, right? yes, People absolutely. absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Let's jump into um, the atomic design system. But real quick, before we jump into atomic design system, uh, give an, a quick overview. What is a design system? Why is a design system important? How, 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 how does a design system relate to web development? Okay, so first of all, like
1: a design system is like an organized set of um, like, I could say like interconnected reusable components with like specific rules um, that make up like digital products. Okay, like every, like nowadays, like every digital brand has a design system like material design from Google, Uber design system, Apple human interface guidelines. So they help uh, in, you know, in the creation and the product design and development and they make the process more efficient, they, they, you know, bring consistency. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, I I would say, like, the positive thing about having a design system is that allows, like, products to scale, to be consistent and efficient. Uh, And also, like, they enable, like, collaborative work, which is very important.
0: But a design system is tied to a UX experience, right? As opposed to, or it's tied to code as well.
1: It's tied to everything. Nowadays, Like uh, we're going to talk about like atomic design, but uh, a design system starts from, from the visual design, from the UX and, and from the visual design, but yeah. uh, thanks to things like atomic design, we can take uh, this design system into the whole workflow, like development and
0: also like content. So, right, I see. Yeah. Okay, cool. So then let's now jump in. Now that we know what a design system is, what is atomic design system and, and what makes it special versus you said materials design and other kind of design systems out there?
1: Yeah. So, well, first of all, like atomic design, it's a methodology for creating a design system it was created by a web developer called like Brad Frost. Um, and it's founded in, on the idea of like chemistry and the composition of matter. Like, you know, like things in the universe are, are made up of a fixed set of atomic elements and these elements are building are the building blocks of, of everything. Um, so using these principles, like atomic design describes a method of breaking interface, uh, interfaces like visual design into small parts. Uh, then you can use these parts to build back Uh, build back up, like larger and reusable components. So how is it different from another design systems? I think uh, the main difference is like uh, the atomic design requires you to describe and organize every component on your design system. And it provides, you know, this uh, explicit order and hierarchy, which is is, uh, very needed.
0: And it's interesting what you're saying, because as you were saying all of that, to me, that sounds exactly like structured content, right? You take a a piece of uh, blob text, you break it into components and then use those components to rebuild that same piece of blob text that was before that you couldn't do anything with. But now you can, you know, make it intelligent add metadata, build relationships with it. So I'm starting to see how an atomic design system really does uh, match perfectly with content modeling right and we're gonna we're gonna get into the specifics of that but tell us about the specifics of the atomic design system.
1: So uh, atomic designs uh, atomic design systems you know they have like five stages or like five elements um, and which are like atoms like molecules, organisms templates and, and pages you know uh, the atoms are these smallest you know building blocks of inner system. Um, they are like elements that you cannot divide more without losing their basic functionality. Like, for example, like uh, buttons, like input labels, checkboxes, icons, images, etc. Then we have the molecules, which are like combination of two or more uh, atoms, and they made that like a uh, simple uh, UI uh, elements. You know, for example, you can put together a text input and a button to create like a search form molecule. Okay. And then you are scaling up your system. You, you build organisms which are like more complex parts of the user interface, and they are made up of like uh, groups of uh, another molecules and atoms. Um, these are like what they build like uh, the like the functional parts of a of a page. For example, like navigation or sidebar forms, pop-ups, etc. And up to here, we have this analogy on like chemistry, and, but then, you know, you start building what, what is called in atomic design, uh, the templates, which are like groups of organisms, like they, and they function together to create like page level objects. But uh, this, we can see them as like, as like the blueprints of our future finished page design. And they focus on the content structure and not in the content itself. Um, for example, you can have, uh, in, in, an e-commerce, you typically, you have a product detail page, which is a template. And then you can like reuse like a many times the, the same template to create all the, all the product details for, for your e-commerce. And then you have like the, like the pages, which are like the final stage of the atomic design. And these are the instances of the templates where, you know, the placeholder content uh, in the templates replaced with the real, real content
0: i see so if we're going to tie this to content modeling which that's you know what i'd love to do now is atoms seems to be like fields or attributes of a content type right is that am i getting this right yes that's that's right yeah so then molecules become content types and organisms are full content models
1: okay so um there is a mix like you you like atoms can be like uh, fields but you can also have a content type uh, being an atom yeah, for, an for, atom. For, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, for example, like a, a simple, like, button, um, it's going to need a, a content type because you're going to have a, you know, like, the, the CTA label, the label. And right. yes, exactly, the CTA, so it, it, you need a content type to define uh, that atom. Uh, but then um, for creating, like, more complex uh, organism, you, you are going to start, like, linking uh, these other content types to each other to form, you know, these more
0: complex structures. That's where the relationships come in between the content types, right? Yeah, that's that's the relationship.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, like atomic design, like the very nature of atomic design makes the content modeling like a very straightforward process, you know, like once you get down to the atoms, molecules and organisms, the, the content structures that they just reveal by themselves at, at this like granular, granular level that it's required for content modeling.
0: So I have a question for you because um, in content modeling, we have two types of content types, right? We have components, which are structures. You mentioned templates, they're structures, right? That define the structure of the content, not the content itself. Then we have content types, uh, which is the content and it's usually reusable content when single source of truth. With the atomic design uh, framework or or, um, metaphor work, more for defining more of the structure, like the buttons, components, the layout versus the actual content that goes like, for example, if you have product information that goes on a page, that's still a content type that has product ID. and has all the other stuff, but then that product information needs to live somewhere. Would we use the atomic design system framework uh, on the content modeling to build the structure of where that content lives? Or does it also relate to the actual content? I don't know if that that was clear enough on the yeah. question.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if it's it, it, clear. But okay, so um, okay, so in, when you are doing like content modeling using the atomic design, you are gonna you are you are gonna be able to map every stage of the of the atomic design into a content model. Like we start with the atoms, molecules, and organisms, and then we create templates, and, and for creating templates we use like this like fixed assemblies approach and um, and then when you make an instance of this template you are just building the page an entry yeah that's, that's an entry. entry that's an entry and that, that exactly so you can map the whole uh, the home the whole atomic uh, model into into a content model you know
0: got it yeah yeah, yeah. that makes sense i um, i guess what i'm trying to visualize is how is it practically implemented in a headless cms are we actually have? Do we have a content type called, you know, the uh, the molecule, the organism, the atom? Atom, or are we? Is it more abstract that we're using it to break down the content?
1: Types? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's an excellent question. So the way we work and the way that that has been, you know, very successful is to map exactly the, from from the visual and the development and the content side, the content model side. We, we continue with this naming convention of the atomic so we end up in uh, in the in the headless cms platform you're going to end up with uh, atoms molecules organisms uh, templates and pages you know i see Con- uh, those are content not
0: types those are
1: content types except the pages but uh, up till till the templates you have exactly the same name convention and that's is very it's very also it's very important and it's very useful because like everyone that's working on a project uh, knows what you're talking about like it sets you know a common language for everything designers know that you're talking about this specific banner because it's a uh, um organism right with with a specific name and everyone knows about it so it's it's, it's also very uh, useful for this.
0: Be- so, from a practical perspective, you have an ad- atom content type that maybe has an entry that is the uh, like a, a field or a button, right? Then you go into um, the molecule, which would be the next thing, and create a login entry that has a whole bunch of atoms in there, right? And then that's right. how is that how you would build it in the headless CMS? Yes, yes. that's exactly how, how you build. It. Yeah, got it. Uh, Go ahead.
1: No, <clears throat> one other thing to take in, into considerations, like when I said, like you know, we map the whole you know atomic design pieces into content modeling. Sometimes that is true, but not that true because like uh, when you're working on a headless CMS, let's say you know Contentful, uh, content types are very expensive. You you wanna you know to take care of them because right. like you start in a you know in a plan with X amount of content types if you wanna. If you need more, that can become very expensive. So what we do there, it's uh, sometimes we group um, similar content, uh, similar uh, molecules, for example, and we add attributes in the content type to make these changes. I don't know if that's clear. For for example, if you end up with, in, in your atomic design, you have three types of banners and small, medium and, big, uh, and large, you can make one content type for this a banner and add an attribute size inside and right. then you are like you know uh, optimizing the, the content types that's also, right. also something that we do a lot yeah
0: so it's a balance in in that case it's a it's a balance of um adding more attributes to these con to these uh atoms or molecules so that way they become more scalable
1: yes yes, without without
0: without wasting content types which in many cms's you get charged for Yes, uh, yes for content types so i have a question because i'm a purist at heart and i know the world isn't pure so i get it uh but what i mean by purist at heart is separating design from content right and we're and it kind of feels that we're storing a little bit of design because we're kind of tying, but maybe not, maybe not. So correct me if I'm mistaken here. But are we storing design in a headless CMS or are we just defining, look, this is a banner because one of the things that I'm prompting this question is you mentioned small, medium, large. Right. Today, is small, medium, large. Tomorrow, marketing may say we need extra large and we need super duper large. Right. So now we're kind of like starting to tie design. Are, are we are we doing that with the atomic design system, uh, putting in design in a headless CMS? Which, as a purist, I'm like, oh oh, red light, stop! Don't do that. You know, keep content there only. Maybe structure, but no design. Okay. Or am, am I misunderstanding?
1: No, no, no. I, th- I think I think you're right. Um, we are putting some design into the content modeling, and and this also has some benefits because like when you when you do this. Your C- your head CMS becomes a site builder, and then uh, companies you know that manage marketing they get big benefits because they then they don't need um, to pass through a development process for when creating new landing pages or so making changes on 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 the on the website. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I see I see your like red flag, which is yeah, it, it's probably something. It's uh, you're correct thinking that way. But you have these other, you know, benefits which are in our case, you know, with our clients has been, you know, a big deal.
0: Sure. No, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Okay. just something for people to keep in mind um, that, you know, reusable content. And this is my next question, which is about omni channel delivery. Right. How do we keep that content uh, design free so we can deliver it omni-channel, right? And what I mean omni-channel, the reality of the world today, we all talk about omni-channel, but the reality of the world is omni-channel means 90% web. We know, web or mobile, really. But that's omni-channel today, right? Um, all the other channels are a very small percentage. So I do understand that even as a purist, you've got you to balance it with the real world. Marketing departments are worried about their web pages, not so much about the IoT devices, right? Nobody's really fully delivering so much. But I mean, the goal is that we want to be truly omni-channel. Um, so how does the atomic design system take omni-channel into consideration? And how can we implement it in a way so it is scalable in the future into all of these devices?
1: Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, well, first of all, like when, when you do, when you atomize a, 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 in a project, you, we call it like atomization, you know, like of these uh, visual designs, you, you need to take it con- into consideration like all the platforms that you're going to use uh, to be more like efficient. But then uh, when you are when able to map all these, you know, all the atomic design system into a headless CMS, the headless CMS becomes, you know, a content infrastructure, and that enables, you know, uh, omnichannel omnichannel delivery ability to like be able to reuse content. Like, um, yes, I, I understand that you can like uh, your atomic de- your atomic design can be, you know, made up made for a specific, you know, e-commerce site. But having those pieces of content uh, in the headless CMS, you can then like take uh, one content structure that maybe was uh, was meant to be used as a banner, but you can like reuse that content inside and push it to a different platform and just take the little pieces that you need and you know just change the visually how it's going to look.
0: Right, right. So I think at that point the key to store is the structure of the banner and not so much the look and feel of the banner. Right. Yes, so in other yeah, words. Yeah don't say that the title has got to be read because the title could be something else in the mobile device versus the web page. But we all know that a banner has a title, a description, perhaps the image and a CTA. So store that and then let the delivery channel decide basically, you know, what to do with it, how to display it. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that makes um, a lot of sense. So um, how how do we. Or does the Atomic Design System um, enable localization? Because that's really important today. You mentioned everybody is online, everybody's migrating to headless CMS. One of the the benefits of a headless CMS is really uh, most of them make it super easy to localize content now. It's super super easy. How do how do we take that into the des- uh, Atomic Design System?
1: Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Sometimes like localization is not just about uh translating like content right right and you might need to adjust certain like content structures to fit you know certain like locales it's not something that like happens like that often because like maybe it's um you know when you need to change like the the content structure to fit a certain locale, it's because you're talking about you know Dif- completely different like languages for example like arabian languages versus you know right right other left languages. Versus left yeah right ex- versus exactly bottom right. exactly and and that's uh, so it's not that uh, something that is very common but uh, but and typically doesn't happen also at the atomic level you know it just happened more at the you know the complex structures and for that you can just like cr- localize those molecules or organisms or you know, if it's possible, just add attributes in the content modeling to to make those changes. You know,
0: I see. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I mean, when you create the the atom or the organism, you would create a localized version that's for a yeah for yeah. a different language or yeah yeah
1: ex- yeah exactly yeah and and at the atomic level that it doesn't happen too much. You know, everything is like. It's, you, you're going to be able to reuse most of the atoms. but It's just going to happen more in the, in the higher, you know, structures, yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, um, are there specific tools to work with the Atomic Design System or pretty much, you know, Miro and whatever else we want to use to design stuff? Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, our, our favorite tool, like, favorite tool for, for the designers for, like, uh, designing uh, uh, well, design systems and for, like, content modeling is Figma nowadays. Uh, at, oh, least, okay. at least, for us,
0: yeah. Even yeah. for content modeling.
1: Even for content modeling, yeah. Um, yeah, it has all the like structures you need for like drawing these parallels between you know the tool and the theory. In this case, of right. design, like styles, components, and and library files. It has you know collaborative editing, which is great for working with the big teams. It has sharing features, like mm-hmm. also good for working with developers and stakeholders, and. And you can also, you know, find there is a company called Crystallize and they created a design kit for Figma for creating a very beautiful content model. So, yeah, it's also used. It's used called what? Crystallize? Crystallize. Yeah. I got a company. And,
0: yeah. Got to get them on the podcast here and maybe uh, lesson. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, perfect. Um, cool. I, I know I never thought of Figma for content modeling, but I'm going to check it out. Obviously, I use for those that follow me on Content Modeling Weekly course, I use Miro as my go-to tool, Mm -hmm. Um, but I purely do content modeling. I don't then attach that to any kind of front-end design or anything, but I can understand why with Figma, that that makes a lot of sense. Um, So from a maintenance perspective, oh, I I do want to circle back um, to to you. You mentioned that you have content types name, atoms, molecules, so on and so forth. And that to me makes perfect sense when you take it from, from the headless CMS and go to the development, right? Because the developers all get it. But I have a question for you, uh, for you from the authoring experience. Um, how do authors use this? Do you, you know, when they're creating, let's say an FAQ page, right? Let's say they add FAQ questions. Are they even dealing with the design system or are they dealing just with an abstract FAQ page that in the back end is using the design, the atomic design system molecules? And atoms and, and organisms.
1: Yes, uh, as I mentioned before, you know, like um, we take the desi- the design system is applied in the whole workflow. Uh, so when you are de- when you are creating content, you are dealing with the design system. You are dealing with atoms, molecules, uh, with with ep- templates so yes like the the authors are are also dealing with the design system creating atoms and all that yes exactly yeah yeah so everyone's on the same page you know and on on the atomic so it's very good Uh, it's very everyone knows you know what we're talking about someone has a problem uh you know we know exactly what 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 the problem is because of this all these naming conventions and, and so so.
0: And um, I'm assuming you work with authors. So what is some of the feedback that you're getting from there? Are they understanding this concept? Um, because I find when I work with authors right I got to do a lot of retraining coming from for authors coming from a legacy CMS right where they're used to tying 100% all of the design, putting HTML to a headless CMS where you're not doing that kind of stuff. There's a lot of training and education you got to do with authors to, to, because it's a different paradigm shift, right? For them. So uh, do you find it pretty easy that they're grasping this or do you find that it does require uh, training education to get them up to speed? And once you do train them, what, what are their feedback? Are they happy with this kind of new paradigm? Yeah,
1: so yeah, Uh, training is definitely something that you need to do, like, uh, because it's, it's a different you know paradigm so so yeah you you need to train them um we we have you know like we have projects where you know one company has operations in like nine countries and we are like rolling out this uh, this to every country and every country has you know gotten it and and they're working it's everything is working very well so um i i assume that you know this works you know this uh this uh, mindset of the atomic design, it's very easy to understand, it's very intuitive. So right. it works. You know, we have to train them, we have to write documentation for sure, but uh, but it really works.
0: Okay. Okay. Sounds great. Um, so tell me, what does the future hold for the atomic design system? Uh, what are your thoughts? Where would you like to see it? Uh, maybe even before you answer that, do you see some challenges with the atomic design system in general, and also as it applies to headless CMS? Let's start with that.
1: Um, well, I think like the atomic design system is gonna you know continue to exist um, because like it it fits very well like uh, in the context of modern web technologies like uh, you know Jamstack, uh, headless technologies it fits it fits really really well um, I think it's great it's great for working with like also like agile me- methodologies uh, where you need to like I don't, I don't know you have a team of people uh, maintaining or pushing updates to a website the workflow is very it's very um, very easy to maintain you know it's very well thought you can like do iterative working uh, so yeah I, I think it's just very powerful approach for creating design systems for any digital products. Uh,
0: and, and do you see any challenges or anything you'd like to see change or enhanced with it right now or? I
1: don't see any like challenge like, um, I don't know how they how they like, the CMS are going to evolve in the future, um, yeah, I, I think as, as long as, you know, everything is going to be more and more structured, I, I don't see any challenges because like, as I said, like the nature of atomic design is, it's to build a system where you have these uh, very well structured, you know, right. um, yeah, pieces.
0: Yeah, yeah, makes a lot of sense. Cool. Well, Juan Manuel, muchas gracias. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it.
1: No, thank you, Marcelo, for having me back here. I'm happy to, you know, to <laughs> tell everyone about this it's 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 great
0: tool yeah yeah i know definitely and we'll have you back uh for the spanish version we got to get you so we can do a little bit of spanish uh conversation if you're up for it
1: yeah definitely yeah i'll be i'll be up for it yeah yeah waiting
0: fantastic if people want to get a hold of you uh what's the best way
1: um yeah i'm not very good at like social networks but um i guess like the best A way to reach out to me is via email or you can just drop me a message on LinkedIn. I think that that, that's okay.
0: That's the best way. Okay, great. And and there is a page on on headlesscreator.com with all your contact information there. So Juan Manuel, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks to you. And thanks to the rest of you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I did learned a lot about the Atomic Design System and how we can use it uh, for the for content modeling and for headless CMS. Um, like always, if you have any questions, feel free to send me an email right there, marcello at headlesscreator.com. Uh, any, any questions, comments, ideas, whatever you have. Also, for those of you watching live that don't have an account, go to headlesscreator.com, get your free account. And you'll have access to everything in there, everything. Well, almost everything. Uh, and that's it. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here and I will see you on the next episode. Have a great one, everybody. Cheers.